Hi, this is Bill Ringel, host of My Quest for the Best, where we meet business, thought, and community leaders to discuss issues relevant to entrepreneurial growth. Joining us today is Adam Whitty. Adam is the founder and CEO of Advantage Media Group, heading up strategic business development and growth opportunities for the company. What began in the spare bedroom of his home is now an international media company with leading businesses in book publishing, magazine publishing, television, and video. Adam is publisher of Advantage Magazine and is author of 21 Ways to Build Your Business with a Book, as well as 21 Ways to Build Your Business with a Magazine. He's co-author of How to Build Your Dental Practice with a Book, How to Build Your Law Practice with a Book, and Click, The Ultimate Guide to Internet Marketing for Authors. His weekly television show, Author Advantage TV, and Entrepreneur's Library TV can be seen on the internet television station Advantage.tv. Adam is an in-demand speaker and consultant on marketing and business development techniques for entrepreneurs and authors, and is a frequent guest on Extreme Entrepreneurship Tour. Adam has been featured in many media and was named the 2011 Inc. Magazine 30 Under 30 list of America's most cool entrepreneurs. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Bill. It's my pleasure to be with you and your listeners. Good morning. Adam, tell me, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Well, you know, Bill, I, I was very fortunate in the sense that, that I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. And uh, my father is one. And, and as a little kid, I was able to see him start his business from scratch, and, and I really had a front row ticket. Um, I remember when my father started his business, it was he and his business partner, uh, and they started out of uh, his business partner's garage. Literally, there were two desks in a garage, and, and I remember that vividly. Um, I remember seeing them you know, add their first uh, one employee, two employees, and, and they ultimately grew to over 150 employees and uh, had a great ride and, and ultimately sold the business to a very large multinational company and, and were able to, to cash out. But I saw the trials, the tribulations, the challenges, the opportunities, the, the headaches, the gray hair, uh, but also the passion that, that starting and growing a business brings to somebody. And, um, you know, I, I really knew when I was seeing that up close and personal that, that that's something that I wanted for my own life. Um, you know, my father said to me, he said, Adam, if, if you want to achieve true freedom in life, you know, you ultimately have to be your own boss. And, and those words I've not forgotten. So, um, you know, seeing it up front, close and personal, and then uh, having uh, an environment where I could, um, you know, be entrepreneurial, be creative, where I could take risks, I guess that's the true point of origin. And what appealed to you about having that freedom? Well, you know, I, I think what, what freedom does is it, it gives you the ability to have more options and more choices. Um, I've never believed that, that money can buy happiness. Uh, I've never believed it. Now, as the old saying goes, I've been rich and I've been poor, and given the choice, I'd rather be rich. Um, but, but the truth is there's a lot of affluent people that have made a lot of money that, that, that have a lot of deep-seated problems in their life, and, and they truly aren't happy about a lot of things. Um, but I think what, what entrepreneurship can bring is freedom. And freedom can bring happiness because when you have the flexibility 
and the discretion um, and a lot of choices in your life, it's going to lead to a higher quality of life. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur and, and, and have a business where you have freedom, um, if an opportunity comes up, if you know, my alma mater is Clemson University. And so if I found out that Clemson was going to be in the NCAA tournament, I could hop on an airplane tomorrow and go watch them play, wherever that would be. You know, that brings joy and excitement to my life. Um, if you work for someone else or, or um, you know, are, are tied to a job, if you're a teacher, um, if you're a firefighter, you don't have a schedule that gives you a lot of flexibility. Somebody else is setting your schedule for you. You're not able to set your own schedule. And, and ultimately, when someone else is setting your schedule, it doesn't give you the magnitude of choice that you have when you're able to set your own schedule, you're able to set your own agenda, and you're able to set your own priorities. And, and so I would say at the end of the day, entrepreneurship um, is one of those few places where you literally have a blank canvas where you can set your schedule, you can set your priorities, you can set your agenda, which gives you a lot of freedom, but then you can build an organization where other people are working day in and day out to help you achieve your agenda and to help you achieve your goals. You now lead an international um, media group that helps educate people and helps, author, helps experts become authors. Did you start out with that vision? What was the vision and um, set of goals that you had when you first started being an entrepreneur? <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's a good question, and, and it's a common question, and, and I laugh because I, there's one thing I can say for certain, and that is that, that no, no, no child uh, grows up wanting to be a book publisher. Um, at least I don't think so. Many children dream of being astronauts. Or, or maybe uh, you know professional basketball players or, or doctors, but I don't think people grow up to be book publishers. So, um, so the, the way that I landed and stumbled upon it is is, is quite unique. Uh, the one lesson that I'll share is that you always have to have your eyes open um, because opportunity will come at you uh, in a variety of ways over the course of your life. And, and you always have to at least have an open mind because those opportunities could be big. And, and if you have already set your course to, to keep your eyes closed from that, oftentimes the best opportunities you can miss. And, and so for me, uh, I had spent a couple of summers when I was a kid in high school working for a book publishing house. And, and what I absolutely thought I would hate, I actually ended up loving. And uh, my boss at the time, who was the director of sales of the company, and, and it was a, a rather large company. It was probably a $50 million a year company. And they had, I don't know, 500 employees. Uh, the director of sales of the company really took me under his wing, and he and I developed a, a great friendship when I worked there. And a few years later, uh, right uh, before I graduated from school, he called me and said, hey, Adam, I'm, I'm going to go out and start my own publishing business. Uh, I wonder if you'd like to, to come join me and be a part of it and, and become a partner and work with me on this. And so uh, I, I didn't think that I wanted to be a publisher, but 
but the idea of leaving school and, and being an entrepreneur really appealed to me, and, and I liked the publishing business. So I, um, so I, I probably, uh, having not thought better, I threw uh, caution to the wind and, and, and just you know, jumped out and did it. And, um, and that's really how it started. Um, over the last seven years, uh, a lot's happened. I worked with that gentleman for about a year and a half, and, and he and I decided that uh, you know, we didn't have the same vision for the company and, and we didn't have the same ambitions and goals. And so we ended up kind of parting ways, and, and he ran his own business, and I started my own business, which, of course, is Advantage Media Group. Um, but, but over the last six years of Advantage Media Group's history, uh, a lot, too, has changed. Uh, did I think six years ago that, that I would be exactly where I am today? No. Um, I will say that, that after you get a little bit of success, um, hopefully you become more ambitious. And I know, at least with me, that, that success has actually led to more success. Um, and there is a rule that success typically begets success. Um, so every single year, you know, we're, we're resetting our, our short-term strategy, uh, but our long-term strategy, at least for the last four or five years, has really been uh, to, to become long-term. You know, the largest media company for business, motivation, and self-help content. Uh, our mission as an organization is really to equip our customers and, and their constituencies uh, to what we say learn and grow. And, and so that is kind of the mission, that's the vision of our company long-term. And of course, every year, you know, you're adjusting your short-term strategies based upon the market conditions and, and, and the set of, of players that you have to work with. Um, but the long-term vision for the company has remained quite consistent uh, over time. And, uh, you know, we, we've done very well. We've made a lot of progress towards our goal, but uh, we still have a long way to go. Can you break down in some very concrete terms what the problems are that Advantage Media Group solves? Sure. Well, you know, certainly at the end of the day, I'm a big believer that, that any business you're in has to bring lots of value to the customer. Otherwise, you're not going to be in business very long. Um, so, so creating value for the customer is the name of the game. Uh, and, and the problems that we solve vary. But, but the very first problem w was this. Um, when we started the business, and, and I say we, I, I refer collectively to the, the 18 uh, full-time people in our company, uh, but, w but when I started the business um, you know, out of a spare bedroom in my apartment, uh, six years ago, uh, the problem that existed was that most professional speakers uh, either A, didn't have a book, or they had a self-published book that, that did not look very credible. And so my mentor, a gentleman by the name of Pat Williams, who is the founder of the Orlando Magic basketball team and, and a prolific author and motivational speaker, having published 65 books, um, he said to me, he said, Adam, your company can solve the problem of professional speakers worldwide. He said, every speaker needs to have an uh, every speaker needs to have a book. And he said, most of their books uh, look awful. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the process. And quite frankly, they don't have the time to do it. 
and he said, so if you go to the National Speakers Association, he said that that will be the golden goose that lays the golden egg for you for, for the rest of time. And, and uh, we've had a lot of involvement with NSA and, and continue even to this day, although we've diversified our markets significantly. But, but the initial problem that we solved, Bill, was that professional speakers needed to have a book to grow their credibility as a professional speaker and to get more speaking gigs and to be able to get higher paid speaking gigs. Uh, yet they didn't know how to do it. Uh, and if they were doing it, they weren't doing it well. So what we brought to the table was uh, professional guidance. We helped them build a book that looked as good as any book they would find in a bookstore. Uh, secondly, we did it very, very quickly. Uh, we were able to turn a book from start to finish in less than 90 days. So in less than three months, you would have your book done. And thirdly, we did it all for them. Uh, we, we say to our clients today that the best use of your time is working on your business, not figuring out how you're going to write and publish your book. You know nothing about that. This is what we do for a living. We are truly experts in this. So continue to be an expert at what you're good at and let us be experts what we're good at. And so what we've done is we've built a model where our clients are able to fully delegate the writing, the publishing, the marketing of their book to us so they get all of the benefits of being an author and having a book without having to do all of the hard work and the heavy lifting. So what, what I would say to you is, is that really the, the problems that we solved six years ago are still very much the problems that we're solving today, which are providing uh, professional guidance and support. We are your Sherpa. Uh, secondly, uh, we're allowing you a platform to compete with the very best. Uh, our books are, are published and distributed to 25,000 bookstores, to online retailers. Um, our books have real credibility uh, that look as good as Random House or Simon & Schuster, and all of the bookstores buy from us. Uh, and, and then thirdly, we are buying you time. Um, we are allowing you the ability to uh, work on your business, not on publishing your book, and you can delegate all that heavy lifting to us. So uh, it's very important to know the value that you're creating for your customers and, and to the entrepreneurs and business people that are listening. I would encourage you to, to go through that process and really make sure you and your employees are crystal clear on how you bring value to your customer's life. Because if you have a hard time uh, articulating that, and if your employees have a hard time articulating that, then uh, it's not going to be very long before customers are going to say, well, maybe you're not providing that much value. Maybe I'll just go somewhere else. And you certainly don't want that to happen. And I, I wonder how quickly you were able to get the message out and attract um, prospects and clients who were eager to do this. Because I don't think that there were many companies offering this kind of service six or seven years ago. Even today, I don't think there are that many. Well, you, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, what, one of our authors um, is a famous marketing consultant named Dan Kennedy. And, and Dan likes to say, you, you are a marketer of your thing, doer, doer of your thing. And, and I've always believed that 
entrepreneurs are in the marketing business before there is any other business. And that is that, that you as the entrepreneur have to be the top marketer and really the top salesman of whatever it is that your company does. And that you don't mean that you don't have a marketing team. That doesn't mean that you don't have a sales team. But you as the entrepreneur need to be maniacally focused on increasing the sales of your business and also increasing the visibility of your business, which is marketing. Um, so I can tell you that that, that is number, number one thing, in my opinion, that every entrepreneur should be spending uh, a good portion of their time doing is focus on sales and marketing. And, of course, developing your sales and marketing team. Uh, so for us, you know, we, we were fortunate in the sense that, that the very first um, thing that I did when I started Advantage Media Group was I, I went to the National Speakers Association Convention. Uh, that was back in 2005, and I, I had a little tabletop exhibit booth that illustrated to speakers exactly what we did. And um, three days later, we had 13 signed contracts and uh, 13 deposit checks. So that was the market's way of telling us that, that we were right on in our thinking and, uh, and we were on the, on the right track and we had something that people really wanted. And, and since then, uh, we've continued to keep it up. Uh, it's very easy that, that once you experience some success to get complacent and think that success just happened naturally. No, success takes a lot of hard work. And once you reach the top, it's even harder to stay there. Um, so, so marketing and selling is something that every entrepreneur should be thinking about on a daily basis. Um, you, you can ask yourself the question. Uh, you may even write this on a sticky note and tape it to the monitor of your computer. Uh, but the question is, what did I do today to make money for my business? What did I do today to bring in a customer? And again, you should have a sales team. You should have a marketing team as you grow. But, but the entrepreneur should be directly involved in that. And, and ultimately, it's your job to make sure that not only you but your team are focused on what am I doing to bring in new business? Because when you stop thinking about that, then you're going to begin to go downhill. Book publishing has changed a lot in the last five years. What are some of the common myths that you encounter as you talk to people about embarking on the journey to create a book? Yeah, it's a great question, Bill, because book publishing has changed dramatically in just the last five years. And, and five years before that, it changed dramatically. And, and in the next five years, it's going to change dramatically too. Um, the good news for entrepreneurs and authors is that it is getting easier to write and publish a book today than it certainly was at any point before. And, and it will continue to get easier. Uh, and, and when I say easy, um, you know, writing a book is still the same process that it was five years ago. Uh, but publishing it and distributing it and marketing it, there are more choices available to uh, business people, which choice gives you freedom, which certainly um, makes it easier to do things. So yeah, the, the, the publishing industry is changing dramatically. Uh, the, the big shifts that we're seeing, Bill, of, of course, are logically eBooks, 
uh, electronic books are roughly 35% of the market for book sales in America today. Uh, five years ago, it was probably 7 to 8% of the market. So it's grown pretty dramatically. And over the next five years, I would expect ebook sales will probably eclipse 50% of the market. Now, for, for entrepreneurs and business people that want to have a book, um, I often coach them and say, listen, the reason you're writing and publishing a book is because it gives you and your business credibility power, it gives you authority, and it gives you celebrity. And when you are authoritative, when you are a celebrity, when you are a credible in the eyes of your prospects, you can charge more, your, pro your, your company can charge more, and, and it certainly gets your prospects to yes much quicker. And, and with that, having a physical book that you can literally slide across the table when you're meeting with them or having a book that you can autograph for them can't be replaced. So when it comes to using a book as a marketing tool, I think that print books are far superior to electronic books. Um, but, but that's one shift. The other shift, of course, that we're seeing is that uh, there's a lot of new models of publishing. Uh, it used to be simply self-publishing, which is where an author did everything on their own, or it was traditional publishing, which was Random House or HarperCollins or Simon & Schuster, new, big New York publishers. And, and what you're seeing is that the percentage of the market that could get picked up by a traditional publisher is dwindling by the day. Uh, it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so the likelihood that a first-time author could ever get picked up by a traditional publisher is probably less than 1%. Um, and, and it's frankly not worth the time to try. Uh, but there's all of these new options in the middle. Uh, there's a great technology called uh, on-demand printing, which allows publishers to print books in small quantities rather than printing thousands of copies of the book and then crossing their fingers and, and hoping that those books sell. Uh, so, so that's making a big, big impact. And, and there's hybrid publishers. Uh, Advantage is actually a hybrid publisher. We refer to it as co-publishing or or we've trademarked the term author-owned publishing. And, and hybrid publishing really brings the best of both worlds together. The, the best of traditional publishing meets the best of self-publishing. In terms of some of the myths, Bill, um, that, that most, most authors or prospective authors have that I can debunk right now, uh, the first myth is that if you write a book, uh, the world will beat a path to your door to buy it. Um, in fact, many authors start counting the money before it even comes in, and they think that they're going to sell lots of copies. Um, the Field of Dreams, that famous movie with a baseball field in Iowa, said if you build it, they will come. Well, in publishing, that's not the case. Uh, simply writing and publishing a book is no certainty of success. In fact, Bill, uh, the average book, average book in its lifetime sells less than 2,000 copies. And I know a lot of authors, not personally, but have heard the stories of authors that sell a couple hundred copies of their book at best. 
Uh, the number of books that sell more than 2,000 copies is uh, 2%. 2% of all books published sell more than 2,000 copies. So the first thing, the first myth that should be debunked is writing a book means you're going to sell books. It certainly doesn't. And if you're going to do a book, you need to get very comfortable with the idea that the money that you make as an author is not going to come from the front end of selling books in a bookstore, but the, the money that comes by being an author is going to come from the back end, the what I like to call invisible income streams, speaking opportunities, consulting opportunities, uh, getting a book review in a newspaper, or being a featured guest on a television show as a result of having the book, uh, using the book in your marketing to attract new clients. Uh, the credibility factor, the trust factor, the celebrity power that a book gives you. Those are all the things that can really build your business, but it's hard to measure the exact economic impact directly. Uh, the second myth that I would tell you in the book business is that, that being able to get your book into a bookstore is a ticket to success. And, and that is another myth that, that I'll debunk right now. In fact, there are over 6 million books in print, and the average bookstore carries about 30,000 titles. So you can do the math on that. That's less than one-half of a percent of all books published are sitting on a bookstore. Secondly, most people that go into bookstores now go into, book, go into bookstores to browse, not to buy. There's a reason why... Barnes & Noble now has a coffee shop in all of their bookstores because they have to make money in other ways because they can't make enough money just selling books. Uh, the Internet and the 800-pound gorilla, Amazon.com, make up over 50% of all book sales. Over 50% of all book sales are online, not offline. So getting into a bookstore, aside being uh, good for your ego, getting into a bookstore really has no measurable impact for a lesser-known author um, than, than not being in a bookstore. Um, so that's another myth that I think is worth uh, sharing the light on, that, that, that A, um, you're not going to sell a lot of books, probably, or you're certainly not going to make a lot of money selling books on the front end. Uh, that's probably true, although a book can be valuable in many ways. And then secondly, uh, in the publishing business, getting into a bookstore is no uh, golden ticket to success either. Adam, how is it that when you published your books, and I, I don't know which is the first book you published, but when you thought about that process and went through the, the, the arduous work of creating a book, how did that significantly change your business once you became a published author? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's transformative in a couple of ways. Um, first of all, it, it, it puts you on a platform that most aren't on. Um, and I'll give an example. Um, I am a recreational runner, which means that I run probably 7 to 10 miles a week for my health to stay in shape. Uh, my father is a marathon runner. Um, he's run the Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, the Miami Marathon. I mean, he's run like 50 different marathons. 
there's a big difference between running three miles and running 26.2 miles. And it's interesting because when someone comes over for dinner and you tell them that you're a marathon runner and they see all of your medals, they are immediately impressed, very impressed. Because to most people, the idea of running 26.2 miles at one time is unfathomable. Now, if a dinner companion comes over and I say, hey, I just ran two miles this afternoon, great. But they're not impressed. That's nothing that's anything to write home about or brag about. Well, I use that example because the same is true with the book. Uh, there's over 6 million published titles in the world today. There's only about 3 million authors. So 3 million people have commercially published a book. And I don't know, we've got 7 billion people on the planet. We've got 300 million people roughly in the United States. You can do the math. The number of people that can claim that they are a published author is you know, less than 1% of the population, far less than 1% of the population. So having a book is an immediate differentiator. And it's one of those differentiators where people say, oh, wow, you're an author? And, and it's almost as though you know, that's something that you can put on your business card that really distinguishes you. Um, you know, if you're an attorney, if you're a financial advisor, if you're a doctor, you've got all of those acronyms that you can put after your name. Well, being able to, to say Adam Witte, comma, author, immediately takes you to another level. Um, you know, the, the pragmatic sense of, of how you use a book bill, um, it, you know, is pretty simple. Uh, the book gives you credibility. Credibility gives you authority. Authority gives you influence. And influence is one way that you grow your business. Uh, authority also leads to confidence that people have in you or your business. And confidence leads to more of your prospects saying yes. Um, credibility leads uh, to attraction. And attraction means that more people become aware of what you do, they become impressed with what you do, and they want to see you do what you do, and in most cases have you do it for them. So, you know, a book is one of those tools where it really has a magnetic effect on your business. Um, you know, I mentioned before one of our authors, a guy named Dan Kennedy, he's a very well-known marketing advisor and expert. And Dan's published 13 books, um, two of which he's done with, with, with Advantage. And, and Dan likes to say that of those 13 books, you know, the amount of money that he made in royalty payments by, by somebody buying the book in a bookstore is paltry. But the amount of money that he's made for his business is worth millions. Because people become aware of the book, they read it, and they hire him as a consultant. They hire him as a copywriter. Um, he has a newsletter that he publishes, uh, and he's got 15,000 paid subscribers to his newsletter. He puts on two conferences a year. A thousand people come to his conference twice a year. And he credits the book, the books rather, 
to doing a lot of that heavy lifting. Um, I'll give you another example on, on, on a lower level, you know, because some people might think, well, I'm, you know, I'm not Dan Kennedy. Well, I'll give you the example of uh, an author of ours that comes to mind is a gentleman by the name of Brian Fricky. And Brian is a financial advisor. Okay, financial advising, somewhat of a commodity. If you open up the yellow pages in your local community, there's probably 500 different financial advisors. Some might be with Merrill Lynch, some might be with a Citigroup, some might be with Smith Barney, some might be independent. So Brian wrote a book, um, and the title of the book was Worry-Free Retirement. And in the book, Brian outlines 10 strategies that every person needs to know to literally live a worry-free retirement. And he, he came to us, and we helped him publish the book. And in the four years that he's had the book, he sold maybe 2,000 copies of the book. So not bad, but you're not going to make much money selling 2,000 copies of the book. But he has gotten over 25 new clients as a result of the book. Okay, well, let's do some math here. You know, for his business, a client can be worth multiple thousands of dollars to his firm on an annual basis. He specializes in working with high net worth individuals. So when you do the math, well, you know, 2,000 books sold, making a couple of dollars a book, not much money, but a couple of thousand dollars per client per year times 25 clients, it's had a huge impact. As a result of the book, he's been interviewed in a number of magazines and newspapers. Um, he's been featured in other people's books. And so now on his website, when you go to his website, it'll say Brian Fricky, author of Worry-Free Retirement, as seen in the Wall Street Journal, as seen in the Orlando Sentinel, as seen in the Miami Herald. And so when a prospective customer goes to his website and they see that Brian has been featured in all of these prominent media outlets and he has a book, Brian is no longer competing with the Joe Schmo advisor at Merrill Lynch that doesn't have any of those credentials. So I think it's really important that, that yeah, you know, Dan Kennedy is one example, but, but you know, Brian Fricke, a financial advisor, uh, you know, that's a simple example of how you can use a book uh, really proactively in your business. Well, Adam, you've shared some great examples and insights with me today, uh, helping me understand how your background coming from a family of entrepreneurs with your dad's business and learning about what he taught you and some of those lessons influence your own decisions and life choices. And you became a book publisher even though admittedly no one really grows up wanting to be one and you've found mm -hmm. success with that. So the ideas that you shared about how it creates a platform becomes an immediate differentiator as well as the shifts that you uniquely shared with us that you've seen from your own observations and have helped countless clients with have been really valuable. And you're an author many times over, and you've helped many, many people become authors, and you've shared some great insights with me today on my quest for the best. Thank you so much. 
Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure being with you. Thank you so much. And uh, to all the listeners, I wish them all the best in their entrepreneurial endeavors.